0: The Muscle Mind Podcast, optimizing your life one episode at a time. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Muscle Mind Podcast. This episode is presented by HomeFit, your in-home personal training company. Whether it is in-home personal training, group fitness, yoga, health coaching, uh, nutritional services, online coaching, virtual training. These guys do absolutely everything. Please go to the website www.homefitconsulting.com and they have all kind of information on their services there. So thanks to HomeFit for being a proud sponsor of Muscle Mind. Hey guys, welcome to the fourth episode of the Muscle Mind podcast. My name is Matthew Foster. We have Lyndon and Cody with us today looking all gorgeous and sexy. Today we're going to be talking about stretching uh, both static and dynamic, uh, and then we're also going to dive into foam rolling. Oh, we're I can we do doing stretching. Stretching, stretching and that. foam rolling, nice. yes, huge part of uh, obviously exercise and recovery, uh, different aspects. Uh, we're going to, uh, let's start with stretching, static, uh, and dynamic. Linda, what's the, what's the tell everyone. What is your, the difference? What's the difference, right? man? What's Static, the
1: difference? static stretching is when you hold a position for yeah, what I tell everybody is 20, 30 seconds yeah. is going to be a static stretch. So you get into that stretched position and hold it. That's a static stretch. Dynamic stretching is when you're actually moving the body and slowly extending it past its range of motion. So early in the morning, it's a good time to just start moving. Yeah. Your, your static stretching usually is you're getting out of bed because you're you're just starting to move those. Dynamic stretching. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, dynamic. Get your mind. Okay. I know, right? <laughs> so, well, somebody's got to keep me
2: straight. But static are good when you go to bed because you're trying to turn off those muscles. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Boom. and it's
1: and it's the same with the workout. So okay. there you go. Prior to the workout, we do dynamic. True. After the workout, we do static. Funny, I posted that question the other day about stretching on uh, Facebook. I did, and most
0: people, most of the comments were dynamic first and static second, right? Or right. So,
1: sure. Some people were. Some people were posting other things which you know that's what they do it was a question about what sure. do you do mm-hmm. good thing is most of more stretching yeah the sad thing is some of them don't understand the different types of stretching and and why we do it and when we do it Indeed.
0: so right so Cody what's your break in, what's your breakdown difference between simplified version instruments between static and dynamic same question to her, to, to you, just what oh, your my version? Yeah.
2: Well, I mean, I would say from a practical standpoint, because right now we're kind of talking about the, the difference between the two. Um, you know, for a lot of us, I think we, we go into training clients if you're going to do a workout or whatever. That's why we do recommend the dynamic before. You are preparing your body. Like, sometimes you'll see... I have one lady... She's done it for years she, before I even got with her. She already had a dynamic routine that she's always yeah. done So we just we just do that. So it's about 10 or 15 minutes um, It's pretty lengthy, <clears throat> but I mean she's ready to go. She jumps right into it you know, at that yeah. point So it's everything from walking lunges with a turn um, You know, she'll step and uh, do a quad stretch the big reach She'll do kind of sumo walks or like the side side lunge type things. I've done other ones with athletes like inchworms as far as like, you know, going to a plank position and kind of walking your walking your toes up to kind of actively stretching your calves. I mean, mm-hmm. so you're you're still actually and this is kind of a misconception, so you're still actively actually Stretching and elongating your muscles because you are holding on average anywhere from like two to five seconds mm-hmm. There's actually, you know, you're, I do get super nerdy on this stuff because I'm I'm about, yeah, to, just, I, I I'm about to bust into <laughs> I, I'm about to bust into Don't, sp- don't get super nerdy yet. Just, oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Just a basic breakdown. Okay. Good good good
2: good good stop point Okay, so yeah, so to get you get you limbered up and, and get you know some trainers and some people will change their dynamic moving warm-up depending on the day it's like Matt you've said you'll do if you are doing a squat day you'll just do
0: yeah you do some kind of hip hinge thing you do some kind of yeah exactly You yeah get I mean. your glutes firing yeah
2: so it's targeted that way so it's really preparing your body for the movement and it's right. turned on you get the your muscular response so it's ready to fire now when you do a static stretch once you get past like 15 seconds your muscles they're they're held so long that you're you're, you're kind of over not over stretching but they're extended so long that they start to kind of actually go a little bit farther and then kind of I say turn off or deactivate but really more relaxed right yeah and that's that's why it's not good to do that before because you're basically going completely against the active part of it. Right. So that's why well, we do recommend and it's highly recommended uh, to do it when you're when you're done with the workout. But most people skip it. A lot of people skip.
0: What are your thoughts on doing it in between sets? I know Steve Cook said he's a proponent of that. Like if he's doing, say he's doing like chest flies in between sets, he'll, he'll do a static stretch of, of his chest. Yeah, which I find interesting to me. I, I don't like it because it it, it's taxing the muscle that, that Right,
2: I think that's more of a feel-good a feel good response. Right, It's like when people pull a muscle Your natural instinct because it feels knotted up on you right. after the pull Stretching. is to stretch it. Right. That's counterproductive right. because you're not trying. You don't need to stretch. It's already pulled. You don't need to stretch anymore. You need sure. to let it recover. So yeah. I think that's my opinion. Interesting. But yeah. what about because um, as soon as I said most people don't stretch after a workout what are your immediate thoughts on... That? Oh, that
1: everybody... That is a general rule for a lot of people. They get done with the workout. And I've been guilty of it. Yeah. You know, finish the workout, don't have time to stretch. But it's... I mean, it is necessary. <clears throat> That's when you gain the flexibility. Right. So if you want to be a better athlete... That's what I wanted you to come up yeah. If you want to be a better athlete, if you want to be better, um, more limber, and be able to even just um live life more comfortably throughout your life yeah if you stretch you will be more comfortable if you stretch as an athlete when you're done because you spent so much time tightening up those muscles right. and making them stronger and, and and they're just like this if you don't stretch them you're just gonna be this yeah. person yeah. walking around like this all well, the time. on top of it and it you're stiff and it hurts yeah good so so very important to stretch and it's important you know I, I love I love stretching because I think about like a baby coming out of the womb they're just they're like pliable everything you know their bones are still soft so right. everything they do is yeah you know and as they toddlers you watch a toddler get into a squat
2: right they do it perfect I mean yeah.
1: they're amazing right but they're limber too they're and still I never limber. even
2: thought about that yeah well you need to go back and watch the video that I did uh, with Trey like four years ago talking about like different parts of the country and the world, the people yeah. that don't sit down in benches. Yeah. And hey, he had a we had a like a picture of like a toddler, how they just completely squat. I mean flat flat footed squat, no yeah. like Achilles you know, shortening know, a, crazy. And then it was I think someone in, in an Asian country same thing sitting down I think he might have been smoking a cigarette but mm-hmm. I don't, but like they were both like yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. of their you know they don't they don't just sit around like we did right so we stretch or we work out a lot you know and that's what
1: that's what a lot of Americans do either they sit behind a desk a lot or they work out a lot mm-hmm.
0: sure
1: so the muscles get tight if they don't stretch them you know everything you end up hurting yourself you end up you're not as you can't get as strong I mean your muscles don't recover as yeah, well recovery that's recovery is key. big time yeah so a lot. Do, you,
0: do you find it like beneficial for someone to have a certain routine that they do? Like you mentioned, you, you had someone who had a routine that she did.
2: Yeah, I think if you establish a, a routine, you're going to be more likely to do it. Right. And if a dynamic, a dynamic can be a lot longer than... Mm-hmm. I mean, a static still needs to be probably five to ten minutes, mm-hmm. if not longer, if you can. But a, a strict... Cause you'd be surprised at how many muscles you can... Effectively stretch in a short amount of time sure because right, you so, can
1: stretch two or three at one right time. So
2: there's no reason for you to totally cut it out It wasn't so two is the fact that the fact that you've worked out your muscles your body is so warm that's at that perfect. point So that's a perfect time because the right. elasticity they're actually gonna stretch more effectively um, On that so yeah, that's a good question I do think if you can establish uh, a straight like you know routine to be able to pre and post exercise You're gonna be much more disciplined in doing it so
0: for someone like starting out like how long do you think like the dynamic should be like what's a good like don't go over this but do it for at least and do you think that they should do it if you're doing like a leg day for example should it be lower body based should you always do a total body dynamic warm-up Linda? i want you to chime in on this too but could is it something that you you want to kind of create something that's total body regardless of what you're working mm-hmm. or should someone kind of gear towards that particular area that they're focused on and maybe say the static stretches for
1: the area
2: that they're work Yeah, with. I mean, my my danger response, and Linda may be different on this one, because this is a, this is a world that you're going to have different approaches. I think too. This mm-hmm. um, is based off the individual. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think being specific, like you, if you're a, if you're going to do more like targeted weightlifting or whatnot, or or resistance training, um, then even if you do incorporate your whole body, you probably need to spend a little bit more time on that like leg area specific area. area. For me, I mean, but I do know some like it doesn't matter what we're doing for this. Like this one client that I have, she does the whole body, and it, it actually gets you in a mindset. So right. I think I that think that kind of depends on if you if well. you can just jump into it or. or well,
1: you know. mine is the spine because it's all oh, yeah. the central nervous system. That so so yeah, we're gonna maybe just do arms today, but I'm still gonna have you go through cat cows, go through some. Bird dogs, things that activate the central so you nervous do, actually, system. So, you
2: do like some really good mobility movements. <clears throat> yes. Okay, yeah. Yeah, well. so
1: a few things like that. And then, if we're going to do legs, then I'm going to do leg swings, you know, gate openers, butt kickers, stuff like that, depending on yeah. what we're working. But almost always, I start with the spine.
2: Interesting. Yeah, you know, I was thinking about um, the um, the dynamic aspect of it. Because, yeah, Linda made a good point. And then Matt made a good point the other day. We were talking about dynamic stretching and how. If you just look at professional athletes or collegiate athletes or, I mean, nowadays even, um, I think even younger athletes, it's, get, it's getting much more adopted by coaches for mm-hmm. sure. But you'll see this a of time to go through these full preparations. So you'll have your basic kind of dynamic movements that you might do, like you might actually do when you're doing a regular workout. Mm-hmm. Then you'll get into more sport specific mm-hmm. movements yep, as far as the actual lateral movements, the jumps or whatever, based off of the sport. One thing I think is super hilarious, and this is what... Um, I didn't want to bring it up because, like, ballistic stretching, that's old school, but you'll still sell people to do it. What ballistic stretching is, is when you're bouncing. Yeah, right. Um, like, if you're like trying to like get something going, a lot of times you'll see people kind of bend over and test their toes and they'll bounce back up. Ballistic stretching has the complete opposite effect of both dynamic and static because it's so reactive that even though it might feel good that you're getting more range of motion overall, like, the muscles are actually shortening because they're having to quickly react. But what i was going to say before I get I'll get right back in, like, on topic. But what cracks me up is people. Who, I've had people say, well, "What about track athletes? Like, if you see them before they're doing like a, you know, a 50, 50 meter, or you know, like a hundred meter, you know, forty yard dash, whatever, whatever it is, it's like something kind of short burst." Um, you'll see them actually doing like yeah, ballistic go. and jump. What you did not see. Was the like forty-five minute to a one-hour warm-up yeah. dynamic warm-up prior, warm up prior to that, right? And then you don't see like if they're more of a middle distance or a longer distance, then you don't see the the one to two mile cool down or right. warm down run, and then the static stretching after that. You know, you just saw that one window of time. You didn't see all that preparation, and that's to get peak performance. So I mean, if they're doing it to that extent, that's even right. if we Before do it partially, yeah. So anyway, so that ballistic is. That is definitely one thing that's that a you good, should never
0: do. That's a good, uh, yeah. So look, then, what about like static stretches? If you, you know, for example, the client, if you guys did mostly lower body, are you gonna are you gonna static stretch that lower body or continue still doing the total body?
1: No, no. Then by the at the end of the workout, then you're just focusing on the muscles that you really what, worked. Whatever you trained, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, so definitely, and I and I sometimes I watch the clock. Sometimes I count. Most time I can pretty much guess about the right amount of time Um, I just make them stretch sometimes I help them stretch because they have you know I know that there are certain positions that I I can go into that if somebody will push a little harder yeah I'll get a better stretch like I can't pull myself out.
2: Right well there are I mean there are things I'm glad we were talking about this because where my head went was Like if you got a belt or if you got a towel or something that you could loop around your leg or something, you don't want to crank on it or a band or something. I was just about
0: to touch on bands. Yeah, I have a lot of my ladies stretch with bands. So
2: those, those, that gives you added leverage without having to have somebody there. Right. And and again, there is a certain method to it. You don't want to crank down on it. Um, You know, I really want to get into. Well, I will. Okay, so (laughs) the so So that's one thing. If you don't have a if you don't have a partner. I mean, yeah. a part of stretching is is super nice. Actually, uh, now that we're in this, uh, one of our trainers asked if we could actually start incorporating stretching sessions. Because I know some trainers will actually up. Well, I stretch every last one of my ladies. Right. So I like, get some, all in there. But business. some trainers don't. Like so, yeah. some people really need. That's like kind of the highlight of their day because they are so
0: inflexible. But anyway. That or just have, you know, me right on top of them. That's a highlight to their day. Today.
2: Oh please. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say something else on that? Mm. So okay, so let me say you're talking about proprioceptive neuromuscular. Um, oh shoot, I went blank again. Flexibility? No. Anyway, so PNF, PNF yes. PNF stretching. Um, really, what that is? So it's kind of it's kind of neat. It, now, if you have somebody that's a really good stretcher, um, like Linda or apparently Matt, um, what this does is there's a passive and an active, like portion of the stretch. Correct. So yeah. like. Um, like, for example, the hamstring is probably the easiest one to sure, like really, bit, really yeah. kind of, I guess, imagine, too, if you're on your back, kind of trying to get that over the top of your head. So, PNF... <laughs> you don't want to get it over the top <laughs> Yeah, Some people are more flexible than you, I mean... Yeah. They
1: can, but that's not the goal.
2: Yeah, no, 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 it's not. You're right. You're just trying to actually increase a little bit more each time. So, it's neat because PNF, because you're actually trying to activate the muscle. Mm-hmm. So, like, if the person, or if you have a towel or something, you can use that. But if you have the person, you actually... So, as they're pulling your leg back, you'll... Um, You'll push against them for so many seconds, mm-hmm. and then you'll let off. And then at that point, they will passively stretch you into a deeper position. And what happens is it, it's like um, when we're talking about like, like relaxation techniques, mm-hmm. like for health behavior, or uh, stress, stress release and that type of stuff. There's different um, techniques where they'll say, if you're trying to relax a muscle, to flex as hard as you can, and then relax. Yeah. So you're going, you're yeah. going from one extreme. They teach extreme, you that
1: in the Lamaze classes when you're going to have well, baby. Well, yeah, I will
2: learn that one. That's too. probably a reason. Oh well, well, yeah, it's a reason um, why I do that. I but guess. it's just neat to see that type of like in, more in depth because you do it about you know two three times and you'll get. I mean, you can get like ten to fifteen degrees of added range of, of motion yeah. right. um, because of that intention. But so it's
1: about you know you start to stretch <clears> them <throat> and then then you'll tell them for about six seconds they're going to push against you. Right. Yeah. And then then tell them to take a deep breath and exhale as you push mm-hmm. that exhale causes them to relax a little bit more what's right. that it's
0: called again what's
2: preparoceptive neuromuscular facilitation yes. okay PNF, PNF stretches, stretches. P- PNF stretches
1: yeah you look PNF up P- that's right yep and then you do that like you said you know two or three times and you're gonna get a lot better range of motion out of a stretch right so
2: so some techniques too to consider, sure. just don't just don't pull anything
1: and come yeah, back over. Yeah. Right. So, like one of the doctors I'm working with, hers are just her legs are just so tight mm-hmm. that that's what we've started doing after every workout, even if she doesn't work her legs, mm-hmm. because her legs are so tight.
0: right. It's goal oriented and kind of yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good point.
1: Yeah, because you would ask you know when when they work them, but occasionally if somebody's just has issues in a certain area, you're going to work on that as often as possible.
0: To to kind of to kind of piggyback off the uh, dynamic warm up and and you know obviously we've kind of come to the conclusion that Di- dynamic warm ups are ideal for the beginning of your workout mm-hmm. to get your body going to get your muscles firing to get your brain. I I have a dynamic right. warm up. I get this for my brain. Oh yes, yeah. to get me. It's to get me rolling. Whether that is like lunges, superset with like leg extensions and some you know leg swings or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's getting your body, and your mind, ready to get your workout in. How important does foam rolling play in dynamic? But my 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 question is, uh, I foam roll, and most people do foam roll when they're sore. And I tell my girls when you're really after like a tough leg day, and they're like, "Oh, I'm just so sore. Like today, my butt's really sore. I'm gonna foam roll tonight. Whenever I work out, to kind of work out that 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 tightness and that that." soreness, getting into like myofascial release, we'll talk about that in a second, but is foam rolling, um, number one, is it necessary in your eyes, number two, is that pre, during, or post-workout, is that a pre, during, or post-workout element of exercise, Linda, what do you think?
1: For me, it is. it depends on the um, person, but it can be both pre and post.
0: Pre and post. Yep.
1: I don't do it during a workout. I've never, have you ever used it during?
0: No. I not, have, not. like if I'm doing squats, I'll do like right. two warm-up sets with it, roll just a little bit, and then before I get into like doing something heavy, something like that. So pre so pre, and post, okay. Cody, what do you think? Is it is that a pre, during, or post and I'll let you just fire away at it.
2: <laughs> I think it's more important like like between, like between workouts. It's actually something that you should do. For a lot of people, they should do it, I think, on a daily basis. Yeah, uh, exactly. We actually had an entire, I'll get back to the workout stuff here in a minute, but we had uh, our, a lot of the chiropractic, that we refer a lot of our people over to, sports chiropractic. He took, um, he took he did like a one hour session with us on foam rolling, like several of our clients, whatever, and I didn't realize the depth of it as far as even potential pathways that you're supposed to roll. Yeah. I'm not gonna go into that nerdiness. No, but the, I mean, a lot of it, the, a simple, I guess the simplified way of it is it's not necessarily for just the, the muscle soreness or recovery mm-hmm. or whatever. It's actually the fact that you, you develop a few things. You can develop knots in your muscles, so as they've been facilitated, they can kind of jumble up and overlap on each other. Um, and when you go get a massage, the reason you feel different, the reason you feel more limber, or the reason you feel kind of more impacted is because they have hit those trigger points where they've found those knotted up portions of your muscles. Um, and have been able to realign those muscles which can inhibit and so when you're doing foam rolling that's one area like if you're if you're hitting a certain area you'll hit like this trigger point mm-hmm. yeah that will just it feels yeah, so painful. painful if you do it right you should actually break down a sweat yeah right? yeah for sure because it's it is seems very very painful especially if you get on your IT band <sighs> another thing the reason we say myofascial release now that's between your muscles and your skin that's right. the actual connective, um, tissue. connective tissue that's between your muscle and your skin um, and that builds up adhesion, especially if you're very active, or even, even if you're not active. If you're stagnant, things hmm. start to kind of freeze right. up. And when you're rolling through that, you're breaking up the adhesion, so then you're allowing the that area between your muscles and your skin to move more freely, which freely, which is going to incorporate or lead to much more um, mobility, less pain, because your when you're tight in certain areas, it's going to pull on other portions of your, of your body.
0: Right as well. Is it is it is foam rolling because I see people like they'll like roll their glutes, their quads, their upper back. Can you get into like the the smaller muscle groups as well, like your calves, your forearms, your yeah biceps and different things? I like can that. foam
2: roll any portion of your body.
0: Yeah, I think that's I think a lot of people miss that. Like a yeah. lot of people will will just do your larger main muscle group especially like glutes See a lot of people like rolling out their glutes which is fantastic but getting into your calves and getting into yeah. even your shins like flipping over like you can. all that kind of stuff you've got shin splints or something like that oh you can
2: foam roll your chest i mean you, you can get you everything can, like as far as like all in your shoulder well, then you're getting like like you a can tennis get ball. you can get down oh laps, my gosh that as hurts well. as
1: bad as the it <laughs> yeah right there
2: yeah all that down there and the most painful is that like it da- yeah. it band How do you do that the bicep that sheath well you just lay face down on your stomach and i guess i'll have to upload a video for oh, that, yeah. if you're watching that but like to do it you're like you're laying face down on the ground you do have to have, be a certain way and then you drive so you, it okay you drive it out now a, lot, lot, of people, a lot of people go back and, and forth. forth and if you find a trigger point, that's fine. I mean, you can kind right, of sit gonna, on it because you want to can friction it mm-hmm. when you're going back and forth on it, start frictioning, right, um, and then that will eventually release. But yeah, to get your bicep, you actually you can do. Your, I mean, if you do it properly, you can actually get all those muscles in your neck I guess well. I've never really tried my bicep it'll hurt you know you won't realize because you had never done it mm-hmm. you have a lot of knots in, the, in those muscles I mean well, it's pretty just, much
1: done all the other but,
2: so the main thing I would say so you asked your initial question 20 minutes ago was um, before or after I recommend because it actually is a deactivation of the muscles so I always recommend doing it after um, it's just because you're trying to turn do you, those.
0: Do you want to do that before or after your static stretching?
2: Um, that's and a good question. Does it really matter? I don't Is know it? if that one really stretches. I would actually, I would probably do it before, yeah. because the fact that you're kind of you're breaking those things, actually realigning a, everything. less of a and then, yeah. yeah. Um, and then of course your body's going to stay warm because you're putting your body kind of through stat- that.
0: Yeah, you don't want to cool it down and, and then, then get it back.
2: And then stretch yeah. after it. Um, yeah. So that's those that the thing. I would say for most people though, if you could at least. I have, I'm gonna call Heather Brown out now because she. I'm, I always say something to her because she always talks. She has pain, you know, like that radiates kind of around her hips and her glutes. Now a lot of people they think it's low back pain. Usually it's tightness in your glutes. Yeah. So if most people at least spend five ten minutes a day, if nothing else, will roll their glutes um, or their piriformis, like if you cross your legs over and that type of stuff, to get much deeper in the muscles. A lot of that what they like call radiating pain or what is happening somewhere else will start to to go away so it's, you start you target all these you start to see these sources in your body
1: i am amazed like <clears throat> when i've had really tight hamstrings that
2: uh, i think my hamstrings are really tight yep
1: it's yeah, my calf a, yeah. i, I, I get, roll my calf you and your i'm like and your glutes, hey, you're, you're yeah, feel so much better mm-hmm. so a lot of times you do you think you have a pain in one area but the kinetic chain the body is yeah. made up so intricately intricately in everything's connected so you may think you got something going on somewhere but it could be somewhere else so you got to pay attention It's very
0: true is there is there a certain link like I know you mentioned doing five or ten maybe a couple days a week is it is it a certain routine is this I'll I'll ask you is it do you want to foam roll everything or where you where you're you're sore where you're feeling it where you're tight do you want to stay limber and loose and
1: I would say ideally you would roll your whole body every day. Well, that's what so I mean, not, all,
0: not your whole body, but like your main large muscle groups.
1: Yeah, I would say yeah. Uh, ideally, yeah, you would do it every day. It realistically three days a week. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: But I mean the more, yeah, I mean just start off that way. You don't have to start big, but I mean the way that that um, Dr. Matt was talking about doing it uh, with Prime Spine is he does it before he goes to bed. Yeah, it's kind of the last thing. Like, and I'll do this a lot of times now. It's kind of been my like. Thing. Just what do they call down. it? My evening ritual. That's yeah. actually a part of my evening ritual before I go to bed because I'm I'm actually prepping my body, I'm turning all my muscles off. So I'm getting the knots and stuff kinda released. And I might be watching the news or whatever, it's the last of the sitcom I'm watching or whatever. Okay. If the TV's even on. But by the time I'm done, I mean, you're talking about you're it's just like you come out of a like a, a hard massage, like a good massage. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're usually like struggling to walk out the door if you go to the right person. And that's the way you really should feel before you go to bed. So that's my recommendation. A little hot. off topic. Go for it.
1: With your nighttime ritual.
2: Uh-huh.
1: A lot of people think, you know, take a hot shower, relax the body.
2: Oh, yeah. You
1: know, your body, to, to prepare it to go to sleep, actually cools down. Right. So a better idea is to take a cold shower. Mm-hmm. Before you go true. to bed.
0: It's also uh, better to take a cold shower in the morning.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I don't take a cold shower. Whenever I take a shower, I'll turn the cold on for like 30 seconds.
2: Right. You know, it's, you it's you really do good do for your, your hair you do too. the shock you <laughs> do the shock thing
0: that's right Wakes you yep. up
2: yep but it is I heard it but is it triggers
1: the sleep response too right mm-hmm. so,
2: yeah just very part of the
1: nighttime routine go ahead and foam roll take a cold shower you know, yeah yeah have a good night's
2: rest that's fun that's a good that's awesome. to support it. <laughs> so i think it's the biggest thing really dynamic stretching before you work out absolutely um, however you want to do the routine i mean really do what works best for you static stretching when you are finished up Really try your best to do that. It's going to help with the recovery. It's going to help with your overall mobility because you're not just stretching mm-hmm. muscles; you're stretching your stretching tendons and ligaments yeah, as well, right. yeah. not just muscle fibers. Um, and then foam rolling, great for recovery, great for post-workout. What else, Linda?
1: I agree with all of those. And you know, if you don't have a partner, like I said, you get a band, get a yeah, strap or something, and, and ask uh, someone.
2: Or, yeah I mean there's you. so many techniques to use a
1: door or you can hire a trainer there you go <laughs> yeah, that's the best that's
0: <laughs> the best yeah all right awesome uh, great job guys there's a lot of really really cool content in there uh, thank you guys for listening to this uh episode hope you guys have a great week